Because I was like, I don't want to look too much. You know, I don't want people to think I'm like staring into their souls. Um, no, it's cool. But I'm like, just doing it. We're a YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> we are staring into their souls. cat and we're the, the ghouls, ghouls next, next door. door talking about spooky stuff happy new year yeah new new year new us yeah hopefully old us, you know. i guess I don't know. <laughs> ba- yeah back back to our old stuff you know back that's to the how future. we do it <laughs> Isn't that, it's the whole title yeah that that film. we did it we're yeah, here we guys what <laughs> yeah 2021 2020 was a year for sure. It's 2020 part two, Gabe. Okay. It just extends forever. We never leave. Yikes. We are eternally Yikes. 2020. I don't like that. <laughs> no bueno. <laughs> <laughs> well, for a new year, uh, like Kat said, we're we're reverting back to a little bit of our old stuff. We uh, For the end of 2020, 2020 was rough on everyone. So mm-hmm. we decided to take it a little easy, um, which we were well owed (laughs) and you know kind of just went back to this idea of just kind of reviewing films and just kind of talking about them talking about what's cool about them um but we want to kind of kick off the new year uh back to our old tricks of also incorporating facts (laughs) also doing you know the world around the film and what influences the film and why that makes it even better (laughs) like what we you know do (laughs) I, th- I feel like we, we kept educating, but it was like oh, for sure. diet education. It was, it, <laughs> yeah. was, it was like what we used to do, just like slightly less. Just like yeah. trauma. It was like light, <laughs> like the light, L-I-T-E. Yeah. It's like ghouls next door to light. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Uh, where the light means life is crazy. Um, yeah. And trauma is happening. So we're going to just chill and have a good time so that we can still make content. But now it's 2021. And although I saw a meme that said that we all need to just walk in quiet and not touch <laughs> nothing. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're going to do some stuff. We're going to be more <laughs> on it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be intentional and educational in the ways that you know and love us to be. Um, So we are starting the year off with a new series, as we are one to do, called For the Culture. Yes. Yay. It's specifically about uh, different cultures and horror films. So their trauma or their experiences explored through cinema, um, similar to what we've done in our foreign horror series, uh, which you can remember from 2019. (laughs) <laughs> pretty sure. wow. wow um and we definitely want to do a foreign horror series again we've you know our brainstorming ways to redo that but um for this one it is specifically just like we're going to talk about these different cultures and how they're exploring certain horrors of of their experiences 
with horror films. Um, and we're kicking it off with quite a film that <laughs> really yeah. sets, sets a really high bar. Um, we have, t- like, the first two of the series, like, we have are, like, you know, getting into and are already really great. Like, I think it's it's kicking off our 2021 to be really quite awesome. Yeah, it, like, okay. It ruined like my whole day but like in that way like in a good way where Mm -hmm. I was just like that was rough everything hurts like I was like sad for the rest of the day and I was like what's wrong and I'm like you know if I was a zombie it'd be fine if you killed me I don't uh." (laughs) freaking out I was so like in panic I was like such sadness how will I, okay, we're just going to watch a different movie. It's going to be fine. And that was me. <laughs> yeah. And then the different movie was also sad, but in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, it was just like less like gratuitous. And it was like less go- gory. Gory. Yeah. I didn't know I didn't like gore until I saw this movie. And I was like, wow. Ouch. We know you don't like gore. Remember I had to do that whole gore episode without you? <laughs> That's fair. I just like... I've seen Saw and I thought it was fine. You know, like I could watch it. And I was during this, I was like, I feel sick. I never want to eat again. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely know. got to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, what we're talking about uh, in our roundabout way and what you know from Sorry. what this this it's called this episode, Blood Quantum, um, yes. which is a great film um, about Native peoples and their zombie apocalypse that they experience and it's so good it's so on the nose in a beautiful way it is very graphic and gory for sure um so like definitely like (laughs) you need to be able to handle that like understand this is definitely a horror movie like there's nothing that's skimping around being not a horror movie like it is for sure and it was really good (laughs) like that i don't have it was amazing any complaints Oh, yeah, no, me neither. It was, like, beautifully filmed. It had, like, some really cool shots. It was entertaining. It was genuinely horrific, as mm-hmm. most of life is. But, like, film-wise, oh, my God. So, yeah, it, it was effective. And it's, you know, it's post-apocalyptic because it is it, – it's, it's taking place in the past – but yeah. it's a post-apocalypse, like there's a zombie outbreak. That's what the whole film's about. Which is why if you're watching um, on YouTube, we are dressed in our post-apocalyptic outfits. I went yeah. pretty apocalyptic, like where there's still eyeliner. <laughs> but like there's a little dirt, you know? Yeah. But like it, it's like, you know, when protagonists, like they wake up in the morning and they clearly have makeup on. Yeah. And you're like, that, no one wakes up like that. That's me, but for the apocalypse. Yeah. I'm also that. I'm just kind of fashion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're fashion apocalypse. Yeah. We're that's... playing a lot of uh, cyberpunk 2077. So <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah. we're like really we're leaning ready. into the cool post-apocalyptic cyberpunk is fashion. No, they, it's, they dress con- crazy. It's, yeah. Nonsense. It's nonsense. <laughs> it's like the knots, but like cyberpunk. Right, like it's just like, what do we? What items are around that we can repurpose everything to something else? (laughs) Yeah, so I enjoy the weird tech stuff. Yeah, it's Um, a whole different world. Yeah, Um, I'd like to say we're ready for the apocalypse. Um, I just read a book 
uh, called Leave the World Behind, which okay. I won't say is a great book. Um, okay. <laughs> it took it took so much of my energy to finish it because like 150 pages in, like nothing happened. And I was like livid because I was like, I am wasting time that I could be reading a book I like to read this. But I also was like, I can't not finish it because I have so like I keep like giving up on books and I don't want to do it. So I was like, I'm going to get through it. But it's like this family, they go on vacation. But in the background, what they don't know, because they're on vacation, they're in this like random house, is that there's like bombs that have gone off and like got to New York. And so then like the residual effects are coming to them. And like they hear like the sound barrier break because airplanes flew by, but they don't know that because there's no internet, there's no communication. And so it's like this really awful, like, like you're detached. And so, like, peppered in to, like, the their very intimate worries and, and normal people fears, like, the, the writer would put, like, oh, and then, mean, like, she's like, oh, they're doing laundry and, you know, to avoid the laundromat later. And it's like, but what she doesn't know is the laundromat owner is trapped in the subway and he'll be in there for four hours before he dies of lack of oxygen. <laughs> so it's like, oh. what? Yeah. So like you'll get little glimpses of that. And so it ends really sad. Like no one's living in this, like, but it just ends. And I was like, so sad. <laughs> it was like so emotional. And I was like, I hate you book. I hate that. I went through this whole thing and now I'm emotionally scarred. But the one thing that I got from that was like, okay, so I need to go bag (laughs) it's like i mean i'm in philadelphia so if new york gets hit i'm screwed anyway like i'm not even the good kind of screwed like where they die immediately like i die after a while and it's gonna hurt the whole time but yeah (laughs) like go back i was like i need to go back what do we put in there i need iodine tablets like i was like which one of us is gonna get a gun yeah (laughs) that's what i mean yeah like if it's a nuclear thing like philadelphia i mean i have I've had a go bag since I lived with you. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I have the stuff. I have, the heated, <laughs> I have that blanket that's like metallic looking. Um, yeah. I have weapons. I have murder, murder, stab, stab, which is the tiny hand knife from yeah. Purge election. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We have various knives and swords and blunt weapons. Um, but Mike listed off all the the typical apocalypse weapons that we don't have like you know the ah. the bat with the nails in it or the barbed wire well that's or things bow, you can make crossbow that's an opportunistic weapon yeah we don't have a crossbow but we do not we do not be yeah, a blood quantum we're talking mm-hmm. about a film yes. are we summarizing the film now or later I think we should summarize it later. Okay. Um, we'll start with the facts because the title itself facts. kicks us off. Like I just Googled blood quantum and then I was like, oh, <laughs> that, <laughs> like, I, a, a the whole time I was like, why is it called that? Well, yeah. Saddle up. Yeah. So yeah, guys, it's a good segue into what we're learning about today, um, which as the title of the film states, Blood Quantum, it represents something. And I'm going to be real honest of my own ignorance regarding the significance of the title and my ignorance around the historical context behind it. I hope after hearing some of this stuff, even after watching the film, I think that's what the film really did is it like encouraged us to ask questions and be like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Let's learn some stuff. And uh, I, I, that's what the director said, like he wanted people to get from it. So yeah. I read some articles, as we do here. And as we often often say, I'm not a scientist. I'm not an expert. 
I learned a little bit of stuff. I hope you take this energy and go learn things also mm-hmm. and like research yourself because I'm not an expert. I am a historian because I got a degree in history, but not about this. So I will continue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I read an article from NPR. It's called, so what exactly is blood quantum? And I'm like, thanks NPR. I was also wondering. Um, in the article, they give some background on blood quantum, defining it as the like amount of Indian blood or native blood that an individual possesses. So if, you know, Native Americans generally have an idea of what blood quantum is because it's because of the way the United States has influenced this, or I guess like European influence in the Americas has stated like that it has to do with commodifying people to see what kind of benefits or land or whatever is distributed. So blood quantum being a way that the United States Department of the Interior calculates percentage of native blood of a person and what that allows in terms of citizenship, rights, benefits, and like recognition from native tribes. Uh, the f- so this is from the article, the federal government and specifically the Department of the Interior issues what is called a certified degree of Indian blood. And that is a card similar to an ID card. So in a way, blood quantum is calculated by using tribal documents and usually as tribal official or government official that calculates it. So it's, to my knowledge, one of the only races that requires an ID card in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was originally passed uh, to basically limit their citizenship. So it was put on to native tribes as a way to like eventually have them not exist anymore so that they wouldn't have to honor treaty um mm delegations um so essentially it's like the government's real effed up way of trying to like eliminate native people or have them assimilate into like white culture yeah like they can't you know interracial marry because then their blood is is diminished it's Mm -hmm. less it's less what they need (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's real effed up which is yeah this film so yeah yeah. and there's another article i pulled from that was uh i believe written by a tribe it says uh what is blood quantum and what does it mean for the future of the oneida um and it says basically that if you are full-blooded oneida if they marry someone is considered like half blooded like so 50 percent their children will only be three-fourths and uh as lakota elder general walking bull said when the native nations adopt blood quantum we can never restore the rock we can only pile stones upon one another um and it basically like there's no once you're die like i don't have the right word once you like have a person who's considered full with half like it only goes down you can't like rebuild the rock essentially Mm -hmm. um so it was used like diminishing like it'll keep Mm -hmm. yeah diluting that's the word diluting yes thank you (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it was it was used purely as a way to make it so that the united states did not have to acknowledge and like finish like out treaty obligations so if a, like a certain percentage of people, I believe for Navajo, it was 25% you had to be. Otherwise, like anything less than that, you were not able to be a citizen of your tribe. So sometimes that would 
like separate families. So like people who had kids, they might be a part of the tribe and a citizen of the tribe, but then their kids could not because of if their like blood was essentially, as you said, gave diluted. Um, and this is like something that's like really putting a toll on native communities because they're essentially losing numbers of people. And the goal is essentially from the United States. So they don't have to give them land. They don't have to give them like benefits through the treaties that were promised. Um, and something it's similar to, if you're not familiar with blood quantum, which I wasn't, uh, I had heard of the one drop rule because um, mm -hmm. they actually did teach about that in school. Um, but yeah, the one drop that. rule measured the amount of black blood and black people had in society. And that ensured that every person who had at least one drop would be considered black and would be covered under these discriminatory laws and in even earlier days enslaved. So mm -hmm. I also read that it kind of tied back to England and how they divvied up property. Um, so like if you had a relative who died and you had like family who essentially a full-blooded son or whatever would be the one to inherit the house. So if they like had family that was further out, or if you think like how they designated Kings and stuff like that, mm -hmm. um, like how it was always bloodlines, uh, it kind of, yeah. from what I've read, it seems like it stemmed from that. Um, but the biggest thing is it's something that's like decimating native communities and like really messes with people's identity i believe the director even had some interaction with this and that like i believe he said his kids weren't able to be in like considered a part of his tribe because of that i might be wrong yeah. but i think no, he that's did. what i read he did. yeah so you know it's it's messed up no one should have a card that basically i don't think like any other culture has a card that's like you are this like racially speaking so it's like commodifying racial identity and for like the means of property and like to fulfill treaty obligations so it's like making people only worth how much blood they have and it's like really messed up so that's what i learned yeah well it's like i was um reading this um the this book of novellas called the Office of Historical Corrections. Mm -hmm. And in it, one of the novellas, it's like, you know, this girl in there like asked like what she is, like someone like kind of mm -hmm. slightly asked. And she's like mixed. So she's like black, but she's also Polish. And then she had like something else in there. And she like makes this statement of like how like she's American, right? <laughs> like that's what yeah. she is. And and it's like that she the American can't come first, yet the combination of what she is like in her like different cultures could only have been possible by being an American, like in America, you know, the quote unquote melting pot, which is like, that's not yeah. true. It's not a melting pot. It's like a stew. <laughs> um, it's like, that's where people of different cultures end up together and have those children. And, and it's really like this cruel government way of like patrolling and keeping people in their little reservations right like to keep them in yeah. these little societies where they have to stick to themselves like it inspires them to only associate with each other it's like the toxic royal lines um like those germans where they ended up having the really disfigured like the guy with a very large uh, chin because it yeah. was just like people just 
marrying and having sex with their very direct relatives because they were like, we got to keep the line pure, which is gross. Um, and it just yeah. like, it, it, it inspires that like, you know, you are going to stick to your people. You don't touch our people, which is like a quote at the beginning of the film too. Yeah. Um, but it, it is like inspiring that. But on top of that, which is also gross is like the fact that, it is like you said it's it's not you can never build up that stone it's always going to be just piling these little you know pebbles eventually because at some point it's going to be gone and then how can you tell an entire tribe that none of them are real (laughs) like how could you say that you're not that or you're not enough of your own culture to be awarded anything like there is a deadline like there is an ultimate end to which we will no longer like that the government will no longer have to support and be held responsible for the for their actions yeah the awful like and there's like a few things in the film that we'll talk about where it kind of very obviously is like you know showing those things i think it's interesting because it is like canadian too um because like I think as Americans, we forget <laughs> that like that, Canada that also America, has them. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, hello. Um, and so I think it, that that is really awesome to like, that we can like look at that and be like, oh, right. You know, um, we're yeah. not just, you know, hiding our history that's grotesque, but we're also neglecting other histories. Like we're choosing yeah. specific histories. Well, if you think about it, at. like it all stems from Europe. So Mm-hmm. Like the atrocities all stem from yeah. Europe, so they they happened here, but the, the root of it started there. So yeah, it all kind of it's the ties. you know colonialism, yeah, colonization of places. Um, it was also really uh, telling. I think like the fact that it's a zombie film and the fact that we're currently dealing with a pandemic that is you know not zombies, but is also like decimating the native community mm-hmm. um, because and people it's of color. killing older people so you're losing culture because elders are generally the people who like still have the language and have that history and might not have been able to have the time to pass that down to younger generations mm-hmm. um, yeah so you're also losing a lot because of the pandemic and i think it kind of translates into the film yeah it's it's a very timely piece like in, in unintentionally so like uh, he didn't yeah. plan for that to happen uh it just did and now you know it's it is something that we can kind of relate to or understand a little more intimately because we're living that to some yeah. degree like it, yeah it's not zombies but we are seeing like like we've said before like the horrors of a zombie apocalypse really isn't the zombies like that's just a catalyst to expose the rest of it yeah it's to yeah. to show that the systems are flawed shows that people are questionably inherently evil <laughs> like we have you know these opportunities when like our society is stripped away to the bare bones to really look at it and yeah honestly like that's what this pandemic has also done is showed us that you know, the government has specific priorities and they are not for the people. Um, and a lot, most of us knew that already, right? But it, it bucks. is so obvious. Yeah. And not even, didn't even, yeah. not even doing it. No one's getting it. Um, and said, you know, was bail out, you know, big companies um, and all of that nonsense. So it's, yeah, it, it's, it's very clear. And also like the way that it is affecting specific communities more because yeah. of lacks, lack of, you know, funds or resources, or just like, just thinking about the cure, or not the cure, sorry, the, <laughs> the vaccine. The and vaccine, how, yeah. 
you know, black communities are reluctant, very reasonably so, um, to take it because America has a very grotesque history of, you know, hurting um, black bodies for the sake of healing others um, that they deem more worthy. I mean, you know, Henry Adelax, like, (laughs) say, like, Tuskegee, like anything, (laughs) like Lovecraft Country, let's, you know, um, it's it's reasonable that there's hesitancy there and also like the health system has not you know cared for you know black people and people of color for a long time um and often discredit their pains um which is like you know another part of this too is like if you know in the film that we'll see like what the big twist is which is really quite interesting um without that twist i don't think that they would have no one would would be going there. No one would be going to that reservation for help. Yeah. They would have left it to burn. Yeah. Yeah, so that's our little facts corner. You're welcome. We did it. We did <laughs> little did dive it. in. We're we're Ooh. we we're kind of tiptoeing in. Yeah, like slowly getting back in. Again, we're not experts in anything. We just we're like quick experts but we love to learn and that's what films like this inspire so if you are very interested in this and you think that's like whoa i didn't know that that's really what the way that we felt (laughs) when we were writing up this stuff and we found like articles continue to look and know that in our show notes we include um the links to the to the articles so um read up and we definitely encourage that all right so we watch stuff that was the whole thing, is that we watch stuff. Um, we watch Blood Quantum from 2019. Here's what it's about. Ready? A zombie virus decimates all of Earth's population except the Mi'kmaq community of Red Crow. Directed by Jeff Barnaby, who also directed other stuff. Nice. That I'm definitely going to put on the list for oh, yes, a future yes. episode. Yes. Um, because <laughs> I really enjoy this. I enjoy him. Uh, so this film is great. Fact. That's it. I'm done. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was the whole thing. That's uh, it. I we're done. Say less. You know. Uh, no, it is. It is really good. Um, so it is a zombie film, and it's very gory, like we said. So like, and spoiler alert for this uh film, we highly, highly recommend you watch it. Um. Because it is so good. Yeah. Um, did we watch this on Shutter? I believe so. I think it's on Shutter. I watched um, it on AMC, but I think you watched it on Shutter. Yeah, I believe I watched it on Shutter. Yeah, because the other one was also on Shutter. Um, yeah, so uh, if you have Shutter, you know, we always recommend it because it is really great. Um, and has some really phenomenal work and what you'll see like next week too is like there are there's intentional work there like it is looking for films that are saying something and are being said by the people who have right yeah. to say them <laughs> to which is just really cool like finally come yeah, on yeah it's nice, nice. <laughs> yeah we also have in this series a, a bloom house because he set out to produce four films during the spooky season that were intentionally about other people. And I thought that yeah. was nice. So I wanted to give him yeah, a Yeah, we, we talk crap um, on him a lot. So when he does a good thing, you got to acknowledge yeah. it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So this film is, is so it uh, follows um, these Native peoples who, like, we have, like, the sheriff and his two mm-hmm. sons and his... Uh, ex-wife um 
and like you know the a bunch of other characters who are also there on the reservation and the beginning is a really good like slow burn of a zombie Mm -hmm. outbreak um where it's like happening on the outskirts it kind of reminded me of dawn of the dead like i really love um it was 2003 I think, yeah. <laughs> where uh, like that first part where it's just like you're going about your day normal mm-hmm. and like you're hearing sprinkles of like the things. It was a fantastic weird, and then it's just, like in, for sure. Chaos, yeah. You know, and this it's like we're hearing, you know, well, there's the fish calling like the fish. The f- yes. We see the fish Zombie first. Fish. Then there's like the because he's the sheriff, you know, he's getting calls um, that are peculiar. Yeah of people like biting other people and we see that like at the hospital they're out of um rabies shots uh, it, it wasn't, wasn't rabies it was um tetanus yeah it was a yes. uh, tetanus yes uh because so many people were biting people and i was like that's weird um <laughs> like what is that uh and they call them zeds they call yeah. them zeds the the reanimated people. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's a slow burn into it. And what I found really interesting and exciting was within like the first 20 minutes, our like, like several protagonists, <laughs> like people that we are following are yeah. bit. And there is that classic, like, uh, we hear from one, like, over the radio where she says, your wife says, <laughs> like, don't yeah. get bit. And that's all we hear. And then, of course, they get bit, like, read immediately after. I was like, what is the rest of this yeah, film? Yeah, if, like, Those the people are people bit. I've already been bit. Yeah, what do we do now? Uh, and then it, you know, it, it it progresses forward in time. And so it's like, okay, what, who who are we following yeah. now? Like, what's Six going months on? Later, what's left of yeah. society? Yeah. And they're all still kicking and you're like, what? And there's like a, there's spray paint. And I immediately realized, cause like the, at the opening scene, there's a quote uh-huh. that, um, I'm paraphrasing cause I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was more or less like if you, um, if your children speaking to like native peoples are like get involved with white children, like essentially like become coupled and have children that it will bring like pain or like it is is bad (laughs) it's like a bad omen to do that um and which like when we think about blood quantum like that makes sense that you would caution against them doing that because now it's diluting the blood and now you're no longer a part of this tribe right um and so (laughs) we get that and i was like okay and then i'm like wait a second all the people that we saw were white that had turned yeah. into zombies. Like the one guy, he's they like call them his wife who has, yeah, the, uh, his, his wife, like he is like a, you know, a user, um, a drug user. And, and so he's like, you know, an outcast of society, which Jeff Barnaby like speaks on about like that experience yeah. and of like, you know, um, like, uh, inheriting yeah. trauma. Right. Uh, especially if, of your whole culture, like you just inherit this trauma. And so people find different ways cope to with that. Um, cope with that and just deal. So that's he's a drug user. And then his partner also is. And but she's white. And so he keeps making all these things where he's just like, no one wants to come out here because she's white. And there's clearly this like uh, like. Problem uh-huh. in the society when you are with someone who is white. And the same thing happens with like the son who has his white girlfriend, Charlie, um, where 
Joseph just says to her, like, are you ashamed of me? And she's like, no, I'm ashamed of him, like her okay. dad. Because it's like, you know, the, it was kind of like a Romeo Juliet <laughs> sort yeah. of thing where it's like our parents don't want us to be together. Um, but it's very – and at that point, it's like – He's trying, like, he's like, are you ashamed of me? Because at that point where society is normal, because um, this is before the out, like, the full outbreak, like, she is at a higher stance in uh -huh. society. And so it means a lot to him for to be accepted. And then later, it's totally turned where now she is one, this one white person who is a risk. Yeah. In the millions of, you know, not millions, but the, the, all the other people in this refuge who are native and are uh -huh. immune. And like, if anything were to happen it's, to her, essentially, like by existing, she is putting them yeah. all in danger um, in the off chance that she becomes uh, infected or her baby becomes infected. Like we've mm -hmm. seen with, uh, what is it, Dawn of the Dead that has the zombie baby? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or we think back to good manners. She's worried that the baby's mm -hmm. going to like eat its way out eat if her. it becomes infected inside of her. Yeah. So it's like there. she's a liability. She is a risk. And everyone is watching mm -hmm. her. Now everyone is is aware of her and like is uncertain. And she's an outsider. Yeah. And she has this like, you know, uh, conversation with him where she's like uncomfortable about it. And he like he doesn't really say it. But to me, I was just like, first time. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're new here, huh? Um, <laughs> to being the outsider in the community where people don't trust you. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> um, and I thought that was a really good conversation. There's like where first met with like, you know, the the people coming in and they're trying to bring in this woman who's wrapped this white woman who's wrapped in a blanket and is very clearly yeah. sick. And they're like, we're not going to let you in your sick blanket into our place. OK, yeah. like we know what history is and that's not allowed here. <laughs> like and like it, it reasonably, yeah. of course. And, you know, um, there is a quote that I found very interesting um, from an article, because that's what we yeah. do uh, from Vulture, um, where it says <laughs> the title is Jeff Barnaby is worried white people won't get blood quantum. Um and it says, are the Native people duty-bound to help the white survivors, or do generations of marginalization and dehumanization by the ruling classes give them license to lock their gates, protect their own, and let the world outside burn down? And this, like, made me think of um, when we were talking about uh -huh. BIT and how we were, for us, it was like, at some point, you know, like the fact that they turned it around at the end and kind of softened like the very powerful messages throughout of just like yeah. anger um, and we're like, but don't be too angry. Right. Like it's not good to be too angry. And it was like, but what right do you have to tell us that this is the wrong way to yeah. cope? into to lash out into be tired right like and the same thing happens with a lot of like the like with get out or with lovecraft country it's like i think we don't need to like placate or minimize the message like at the end of the day like you have every right to be angry and i think that's what i really enjoyed a lot about this film and, and there's this interview with jeff barnaby where he really talks at length about Lysol, which is one of his sons who has a very traumatic life and acts out. And, you know, he has the younger brother who has a more 
contained life and has, you know, people who believe in him and what he can do versus Lysol, where they've just all given up. And they, you know, give him this excuse of this unknown thing that happened to his mom. But we, you know, get the idea that it's something awful and that he is like acting out and he feels like this is just it, you know, like this is all I'll ever be. And it is that like trauma, like that inherited trauma and that coping with like being hopeless. And so him as a character, like he very much is uh, a villain, but at the same time, it's like, he was speaking truth. Like he like lashes out and is like, do not bring that woman in here. Like, why are we opening our door to the people who wouldn't ever do that for us? One. And two, like they are honestly like risk. That is a risk that you're putting onto my people for what for what we don't owe them, right? Like, and it's, it's like this, he is a representation of that anger. Yeah. And it, yeah. you're thinking about who's bringing it too. You're also thinking about who's the one bringing mm-hmm. these people in. It is the white girlfriend who's like finding all these white people to like endanger them further. Yeah. In that, like in the, the uh, Vulture interview with Jeff Barnaby, Barnaby, he, when he's speaking on Lysol, he says, it's interesting because you don't really see native villains with epic backstories in the sense that he is representative of a history rather than just his story. He's the, he's like the native every man. He's almost an anti-hero. My wife and I have this back and forth and she's like, you know, he's the hero of the movie. Right. And I'm like, really, how do you come to that? And she was like, well, everything he says, even though it's coming from a place of anger, comes true and very much does. And there's a so like we said, it's very graphic. There's a scene that will haunt me for forever. (laughs) And it's when he again, spoiler alert, it's pretty graphic. Um, And if you read any of these articles, it's mentioned um, where he his penis is bitten off by a zombie. Yeah. Or Zed. that yeah. scene, what gets to me isn't like, like, it's kind of interesting because like, you know what's going on. <laughs> she does have the penis, but it's not like we're like, it's not over the top where we're, we see that we come in after it's happened yeah. and there's like commotion. But what stuck to me was his cry and he's like reaching yeah. out to his brother and it's just like this panic and like, it's all kind of coming like the realization of like, help me, like this is, that's it. This is it. This is the end. Um, and reaching out for his brother. And there's like a, a yeah. like this real softness to Lysol that we don't see until that very moment. And it is a breaking point for him. And a part of that yeah. was like, you know, Jeff Barnaby uh, spoke on like how like he is, you know, targeting so many things and to target like colonialism and all that also mean in like, the the problems within the culture too he was like is also to confront like the patriarchy and misogyny as well and and that's a big part of this is like his penis is gone and that's like a direct link to manhood and sends him into insanity right like it sends him to do these acts that he had warned them against like he was like if you let these people in here bad stuff is going to happen bad stuff happened to him so then he unleashed it on the rest of them and he wasn't wrong like yeah. That that was a white person they let in who was sick that they did not look over for some reason. I was like, this is the thing. OK, like the film, the thing. Yeah. We're all getting naked. <laughs> we're getting naked. We're seeing everyone's details and figuring out if you're a zombie. Like we're not letting people pretend for a minute. <laughs> like, what are you kidding? And that's what he warned yeah. them of. And then he is the victim of what he was trying to warn everyone of. And then in turn, warned everyone else. Right. And, and like 
by showing mm-hmm. them like, okay, here's it is. And he says it too. He's like, go eat them. Like, go eat their dicks. <laughs> he says to her. Yeah. Um, and her name is Lilith, which is, you know, uh, that's, that's fun um, to, to be named that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. There's. That was quite a moment. Uh, it hurt. Yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. Um, something I found interesting in this dive was in the LA Times, which we, we're spending a lot of time with the LA Times for this episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's an article um, about uh, how blood quantum is timely, given that it's taking pl- like that it was released during our global pandemic right um yeah. and so something i found interesting was that when he f- when jeff barnaby first pitched it in 2007 no one wanted it and i i was like yeah. oh it's just like sorry to bother you with boots riley where he was like yeah. trying to push out this film and people were like no 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 it's not time and then like finally the world has caught up but the message is the same like the film is the same he like the first yeah. iterations he said the film was a lot angrier um and then mm-hmm. what changed was he became a father and so it it became more about this like generational like you know passing of the torch of <laughs> you know questionably yeah. terrible fathers or their relationship with their sons kind of thing um which is great yeah. but it it was also like this the message was the same like it was the same thing and yeah. it has always been relevant since 2007, it just took, you know, yeah. now for it, people to be like, oh, that's great. Bring it up. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's dive in. Yeah. And I thought that was like great. Like ready to face it, I guess. Yeah. It's definitely. And, and you know, the article says um, it was a different time. Nobody was ready for a story like this. Nobody was ready to hear that the great capitalist dream was falling apart and colonialism was going to help usher us into destruction. So it was the culture that took catching up to the script. Nothing changed, just the cultural perception of it. And I th- I feel like that's so true. And there's a few things in, yeah. that he mentioned in some articles about, like, how people didn't under... Like, they asked him, like, why is Lysol so angry? And because to them, it, they didn't understand that it's not just his story. Like, he doesn't need just yeah. personal motives. He had the motives of the entire history of his people's inspiring his anger like he was putting that all on his shoulders and that was what was inspiring that vitriol it wasn't like yeah my mom died my dad wasn't there for me because that's like a cliche like that sucks and it does make us pretty hateful but it was more than that it was the reason why that even happened like and that was something beforehand it's generational trauma absolutely Yeah. yeah and and you know he says uh in that same article, after all, artists are uh, artists make art to help process traumatic events. Um, and this is when he had said um, what you said at the beginning that he feels that his films are a greater drug. Uh, his films are a gateway drug to better conversations, um, yeah. which is like you know <laughs> the fact that like you named this blood quantum, and it is uh, very clearly a conversation piece and. It gets you to ask the questions of like, what don't I know? What aren't they telling me again? Because this is in yeah. my experience. I, I don't have this experience. Um, there's, a, you know, blood quantum. Do you do that to me? There's not, I've got a 0% or like a 1% maybe because this is America yeah. and, you know, history. Um, <laughs> but it's like, yeah. it makes me think of like all those people who are like, well, like, um, what's her name in uh Congress or whatever, who Trump calls Pocahontas. 
But that she has, like, a little bit of a, like, <laughs> native blood in her, and she, like, tries to go on that. But it's like, you're a white lady. <laughs> like, come on. Like, you do yeah. not have those experiences. Like, you know, and she tries to, like, lad that out, like, as it's something. Um, okay. And it's, yeah. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. There's someone yelling at me <laughs> in the internet. It's probably Roland. Roland yeah, is like, yelling it's this at person. me. Um, I'm sorry, Roland. Roland. Hi, Roland. <laughs> Hi. If you're listening to this, um... Yeah. You'll tell us later, and then we'll be like, oh, yeah, comment it. Yeah. Um, there's so many good quotes from Vulture uh, with Jeff Barnaby, because, like, I just really want to be his best friend. Um, he does mention the yeah. fact that his daughter um, is not legally in the tribe because of how um, diluted mm -hmm. her percent, her blood quantum is, um, which is sad. But he says this and it's like, oh, this is what we say all the time about apocalypse films. He says, I really think that's what apocalypse movies are about in this day and age. Everybody wants to see the system fall because people are beginning to realize, hey, they're not just exploiting minorities and black people anymore. They're coming after everybody. Now it's an issue. Late stage capitalism. That's what they're calling it. And it's like, this is just capitalism, man. This is a stage that it's always been at. Yeah. You're just new to the game, which is exactly this film. Mm -hmm. right? It's like, this yeah. has always been a problem. If you think of Charlie's like entire experience, it's exactly it. Is it like she's late to feeling the weight of this stuff? Mm hmm. Yeah. 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 And then she's like, hey, <laughs> this sucks. Oh, no. Like, and I, I definitely felt for Charlie. I did. And there's like a scene yeah. where she is watching the mom um, tell a story in her native tongue to this young girl. And so she's like, what were yeah. you saying to her? And she's like, it's a, it's a, a bedtime story that I would tell Joseph all the time about his grandfather. Um, and like yeah. later, you know, we get that kind of conversation with another one where he says like, you know, tell my grandchildren my story, tell them good things about me. Um, and yeah. it was this realization from her that as this outsider, like she can't tell, like she doesn't understand that story. She can't, she doesn't speak that language. And so she won't be able to yeah. tell her kid that story. She doesn't even yeah. understand like the, how important that story is. And I think like that, um, or like she understands it's important, but like. But yeah, she doesn't yeah. have the context. And that was a very intimate, like, like nice moment that I feel like was really good for Charlie to experience, um, to mm -hmm. know, like, okay, it's really important that my kid, like, is this. And because, like, even at the end, like, when the child is born, you know, he says, like, sh she's all right. Like, she's not going to, she's got, she's, like, got the, she's not going to catch it essentially because she is yeah. right and it's like this acknowledgement of like no this is she's a part of me she's a part of my people and so she is immune like yeah. she isn't enough of you to be at risk <laughs> and that's yeah. like it's it's sad right um but it's yeah. also kind of empowering that I, I and it was something I enjoyed um because it's so blunt like the the graffiti yeah. on the wall said like if it's red, it's dead. If it's white, it'll bite or something. And yeah. that, like, you know, was the confirmation of, like, oh, only white people turn. Because it's not, like, so outright. Yeah. Like, they never say that. Like, it's always, like, implied. And at that point, I was, like, talking to Kat. And I was, like, only white people have done it. It's only white people. So it's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and when you see that, it's, like, so, like, 
unabashedly blunt. Like, it's like, yeah. we're telling you that we are the saving grace. And it's the blood that you have, like, not demonized, but the blood that you are, like, judging and quantifying is the one that is surviving. Yeah. And uh, I read a quote, I don't remember where it was from, but it was essentially that, like, there has been like years of like putting native people on reservations. That's like land that nobody wanted mm -hmm. essentially like, and now that land is the only safe place left. Um, so it's like the land that you pushed ever like them off into. Now you want claim of that too. Yeah. Like that is the only safe place. And like, I guess like how the tables have turned, I guess mm -hmm. is kind of like, a thought but like it was it was really powerful and like you really think like of the history of like putting like forcing native people to be on land that like is not the land they wanted it was not their land mm -hmm. like they basically just like force people into the worst places um and force like people to migrate like way away from where like their people were from yeah um and now that is like the last safe place that exists in the entire planet. Yeah. So like, and even the grandpa, as he's saying, he's like, I have left land too many times. I'm not leaving here. Yeah. Yeah. That this is, yeah, I'm not going to leave this and in, in kind of doing that. Cause I, I, I think that is, it's at some point it's like, okay, well then this is mine. You know, like, yeah. I'm like, we're not going to give up anymore to you. Um, yeah. and that's kind of where it was. And yeah, I, I think overall it's such a great film. It's like, yeah, super gory. Um, but like the message is so much there, but it's also like, it isn't just a genuinely good zombie film too. Like the stuff yeah. is very unique. Um, and how it, you know, you feel for the characters and, and the sadness and just like finality of, a zombie film is like, you know, that no one really yeah. survives. Like you don't really, there's no happy ending in a zombie film. That's just how it is. Yeah. Like you're going to die for either by a zombie Eventually, or a person, yeah. like, you know? <laughs> and so yeah. it's like, there's never a good story. And I think that's what, um, is so great about this film. It's very true to that. It's a very traditional horror. And I think that's great. And cause that's what he wanted. He was like, yeah, I mean, it's, it sucks that like, you know, we can't just have one, <laughs> you know, we do have to put political stuff in there. Um, but that it's also nice to be able to use this as like a cathartic experience of like acting out um, and envisioning yeah. a world where, um, you know, they're on top and, you know, all the wrongs that were done to them are retribution, you know. Um, one thing yeah. he does mention in the Vulture article it's just about like how hard it is as a, as a native person to create mm -hmm. content um, and to get funding for it. And that he's also upset about like, you know, companies like Netflix who are, you know, putting out there like, oh, we're making, you know, more films or series about these people. But like the people it's about are not in the room. And so like he mentions like, yeah. it's like we're going to get a white script writer, but we're going to get a native script editor. And they're okay with it. So that's what inclusivity from my perspective has looked like. Like his, in his experience, it's like, it's all white people, but we get a brown person in here to look at it <laughs> or, or like, oh, we get like an Asian person in here to just look at it. Or we get an LGBTQ person to look at it and just make sure it's not offensive. And that's like what we've yeah. experienced in the, you know, in some of our series was like, 
it's a person, a white guy making a film, and then he just like asks his friends from that community if this was cool. <laughs> and that means yeah. good job. You did your due diligence. Yeah. And it's not enough. No. Um, one thing you said, Gabe, that was like, uh, you don't want it to be political, but the whole thing, like, it ex- because of blood quantum and things like that, existence mm-hmm. is it's political, political yeah. at that point because they've commodified someone's race. Like, yeah. their race is a political statement just by existing. So, like, the media has to match that. Otherwise, it's not. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's if existing is political, then everything made is political at that point. And that's okay because that's what is real. You know what I mean? It's not like some like sugar coated rose colored glasses version of it that like we've been forced to like shovel down in like our history that we learn in school yeah yeah where it's like oh we sit down and have thanksgiving day. it's like it's not that's not what that was or like the one it's day of class where you learn about the trail of tears and you're like why is it called that and they're like shh shh it's okay you know how you just cry sometimes it's, it's that not. it's just so sad pocahontas <laughs> loved that man it's not you know she may have been a teenager she might have been very like 13 years old and yeah she did like die immediately as soon as she set foot in england but it's about love that's why we made avatar <laughs> it's just pocahontas <laughs> again um we oh. love those stories don't we um but yeah all right, we're in in our old tradition. We would rate. We do our feelings section, and we would rate a film um, based on or films uh, based on the topic, which is like they're linked together pretty closely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what we've decided is if you if you don't like it, it's uh, dead Z, which okay. is what they call the zombies. Yes. If you do like it, it is Lysol is an antihero. Yeah. Because he was... He has every right to be angry. Um, I mean, it's their fault. Yeah. That... And, like, he has a whole story where he's like, I was just having sex with this girl, Lilith, and doing his thing. And then he went in to help his buddies, and they arrested him because he had blood on him. And it was unrelated. It's just that he looked guilty. Yeah. And it was like, that story prefaced him getting his dick eaten. So I just feel like... How do you not understand his anger? Yeah. <laughs> do not get it. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Kat, for the, I guess, because we also do the topic. Yeah. So for the topic of the literal blood quantum. I guess it's like, <laughs> it's weird to rate something positively that's so awful. Um, well, the, but yeah. it's just, it, it exists. So I think people should research it and learn about it. So yeah, I guess yeah. antihero, you know, like, cause it's, it's very necessary. It's something like, I feel rude as hell that I didn't know. So yeah. it's like, do research. Like learning learn about it is antihero. It's existence yeah. is a Z dead because it's rude. I just think it's dope that he named it this because now when everyone ever Googles it, they'll learn uh-huh. something because like, yeah, it's <laughs> it was it existed before the movie did, you know, and I think that like is really cool because that's like a real direct way to get people to learn about something. Yeah, it's yeah, because you ask yourself, like, what is that? Yeah. 
why is this that? And then it's like, oh. I was literally sitting there like, wow, why is this called blood quantum? Yeah. And then when I Googled it, I was like, oh. Yeah. If you don't, like, put in film or 2019 or whatever, it's just that. It's just information. Like, I immediately read an article by Code Switch, and I was like, oh, I'm glad we're doing this for, for yeah. the culture. <laughs> like, right it was definitely like, a I've good wanted choice. to do this for a while anyway. Because, um, yeah, Blood Quantum to me, this film is definitely a, a Lysol is an antihero. Um, it was everything I could have dreamed of and nothing at all that I expected yeah. um, in such a good way. So, and it was, you know, recommended by Sarah Mueller of Cinespeak, which you know, oh, I've nice. written for. Um, and she, they screened Blood Quantum and had a talk back with um, Jeff Barnaby oh, that wow. I was just like, oh, that sounds super cool. And so, you know, she like was so hype about it that it was like immediately I was like, we, we got to figure out how to weave this in. Weave this and, you know, in, yeah. And, Definitely wanted to make sure it was a time when we were, you know, being very specific and conscious and doing facts um, again and not just kind of like our, our our film review. And I hope that you all to give it like proper credit. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I hope you look into it. Definitely watch this film again on Shutter or AMC or wherever you can find it. Um, given some, you know, money and props to Jeff Barnaby for his work. You will probably hear his name again because we will cover his other film. Um, yeah. And we'll just like send him our praises because it's so cool. That's so great. Like, I'm just like, wow, these are some of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like, it's rude that in 2007 it wasn't made. You know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. people weren't there yet. That they That's weren't messed ready. up. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's just rude. That's all. And I'm really happy it exists. And I hope we just watch like more and more things. Cause it's like really cool. Like to, as sad and like ouch as it is. Yeah. <laughs> to learn about everything. <laughs> it's necessary. And then it's like, sad wow. Okay. And it's, I mean, honestly, it's just like one step closer to like, like becoming a better person, I guess. And then also just like, it's cool every single time that we do a series or it's like, wow, okay. I might not have known about this if we didn't watch this film or mm-hmm. like even just being like, I always still have something to learn. Like it's actively yeah. checking like ignorance <laughs> just by existing. Like just the fact that like we watch it, it's like, wow, that's really dope. Yeah. So I hope we watch more really like impactful films like that. Yeah, and I hope you enjoyed it, listener and viewer. Um, and I hope it, you know, inspires you to to look in and dig in. And I hope you enjoy this series as much as we do and, and kind of going back to our roots of exploring a topic um, more in depth and, you know, that you enjoy that journey with us, that we're more than just, you know, film reviews. Like, we're talking about the horrors of society. Doing <laughs> like, it. That's our whole thing. We can always um, rely on history to be horrific, so. It's terrifying and yeah. gross. Um, and you know, what do you say? Sad and ouch. Sad and ouch. <laughs> Sad and ouch for sure. Um, that's history. And that's kind of our podcast a lot of the time. <laughs> Sad and ouch. It just intersects, um, you know. Yeah. You can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with that being said, you know, enjoy the rest of this series. Remember to subscribe, like, comment, all that nonsense. Um, mm. we really appreciate it. Definitely yeah. leave us a comment. We love that. Um, and don't get married. Delete your kids, like Delete literally. Your kids. Yeah, like it. zombies will eat them. Or, yeah. a kid will eat, eat or the mom will eat their baby, like that scene mm-hmm. that still haunts me. I still yeah, see it if I close my eyes, and it was awful. 
Yeah, I was expecting another zombie baby. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, we didn't get that. It was so awful. Oh my I was like, God. oh no. I was like, oh. that didn't just happen. <laughs> and it just goes so fast. And you're like already in it. And you're like, if this is the beginning, <laughs> yeah. what are we in for? Um, yeah. Yeah, well, don't bye. do it. Bye. <laughs>